0: are you listening yo what's going on everybody this is Marcus and you are tuned in to the black married and debt-free podcast my wife Shire and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt and we're all about empowering others to do the same so on this podcast we'll be talking about investing real estate early retirement marriage and much more but you don't have to worry it won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to we're gonna put a little bit of swag on it. so enjoy today's episode What's up? This is Marcus, man. I hope you guys are blessed. Having a good one. Marcus from Black Mary Debt Free. Instagram. I would like to introduce you to uh, YouTube. YouTube, I would like to introduce you to Instagram. We are live on both platforms. This is Marcus from Black Mary Debt Free. I just wanted to talk to you guys, man. We don't talk anymore. We don't talk anymore. But um, we're going to be talking about the importance of home ownership and equity, man. I don't know if you guys saw my last post on Instagram, but it, it started some great conversation. And it's something that I've been super passionate about. Um, I've been super passionate about this narrative because I don't think it's addressed enough. So uh, we're going to talk about it man. we're going to talk about it. Um, we're going to talk about a couple statistics uh, that I think are pretty crazy and pretty staggering in regards to home ownership and the wealth gap between Blacks and our counterparts, right? Uh, So the first thing that I want to share with you guys is that we know historically, I mean, like this stuff doesn't even need to be said, but we know historically African Americans have been discriminated against in many ways, right? Oh, how we can count the ways. One Uh, I think that is the most important and one that I don't think we talk about enough is in regards to home ownership. You know, we could go. We could talk about the propaganda that, you know, renting is better than owning. And, uh, you know, just we could talk about how ownership and home ownership isn't preached enough. Right. Uh, But. Historically, Blacks were denied, African-Americans were denied access to housing wealth. And because of that, we face uh, disparity because of it, you know, even today. So we're seeing the effects of it. Right. So redlining. We've all heard about redlining. Redlining was uh, uh, something that was put in place to kind of, you know, put blacks or African-Americans in a certain area, a certain demographic, And, uh, you know, there were other uh, discriminatory practices that were put in place in regards to real estate. And that went down during Jim Crow. And, uh, you know, we still see the effects today because the wealth gap between African-Americans and our counterparts is essentially. This is the part I want you to hear. Essentially, home equity. Marcus, what are you talking about? I'm going to tell you. So the median white median wealth or net worth, right, of a, of a household is 144,000. Now, this is uh, according to a study done by Duke University. And this article was uh, in a Washington Post article. So this is as of like 2016. Uh, white median wealth was 144,000. That's that's that was the net worth. That that was when you total up the assets of a household, right? A white median household had a net worth of 144,000, where a black median household had a net worth of 11,000, according to this article by Duke University. So you say we, we know that There's many reasons why Right We started uh, we, we started from the bottom Right we, we had to make up a lot of ground A lot of just, uh, discriminatory Discriminatory practices Put in place that we had to overcome Slavery, Jim Crow Slavery, Reconstruction, Jim Crow All those different things So we know that we were already behind the eight ball But I think one of the biggest things that we don't talk about is that that gap, that $144,000 net worth for a white family and the $11,000 net worth for a black family is essentially the average American home equity. So the average American home has an equity of $100,000, roughly, according to this article in 2016, $100,000. Which... Essentially, puts us in the same net worth category as our white counterparts so what does that say? That says that this was all a setup this was all a setup they knew then that if we discourage home ownership, if we redline if we put in these practices that will keep African Americans from owning a property, just a single I'm not talking about investing, I'm not talking about none none of the dope stuff you hear people doing online, we're not talking about owning multiple doors and all that sexy uh, real estate stuff you hear on Instagram. I'm talking about a single family home that you live in, right? Just that. So they knew then that if we could keep a black family from getting just obtaining that and owning a home that they live in years down the line, years down the line, we'll begin to see the divide in the net worth because of it. It was all a setup. So what could we do about it? Do we just wallow in that? Do we just come on Instagram and talk about how we, we, you know, didn't get our fair shake? That's not what I'm saying. We do want to acknowledge it because it's reality, but we want to start to change the narrative and we want to shine a light on the narrative. And that's what I wanted to do with this live is to shine light on it. So we know because a lot of times what you don't know can hurt you. Right? So, Now that we know this, we know that, man, you know what? Ownership is important. Home ownership is important. And once again, I'm not talking about becoming a real estate investor or doing anything crazy. I'm talking about owning a single family home for your family. Right. Just that alone will. And and the equity that you gain from that we have with with ownership, there comes uh, many different things. You get tax breaks. Right. Because uh, there are breaks for put in place for individuals that own real estate. You get uh, the equity in your home begins to to grow as the market grows, as the housing market grows. that You see the equity in your home begin to balloon. And as you pay the mortgage, you're paying the equity down. So you're starting to see all this space here. That's equity. And that equity is essentially. The difference between the average white median net worth and the average black household median net worth it's the equity of an average single family home so I think that you know that needs to be shared more that needs to be talked about more now I'm going to make it personal right I gave you statistics let let, let me give you one other statistic before I go there so that's one thing and then uh, Shire and I posted uh, something today on our Instagram so I gave the the statistics there some other uh, statistics I want to highlight is let me pull this up real quick appreciate y'all being on man. y'all share this with with someone uh, if you think it's going to help them man we need to have this conversation we definitely need to have this conversation so let me pull up this here sorry y'all is anybody else's internet been just bugged out is this a nationwide thing Okay, so this statistic shows this. The average renter net worth. This is based on a U.S. Census Bureau study in 2014. So uh, it may have changed somewhat, but this is just give you a snapshot. The average renter net worth is $2,381. Okay. The average... Homeowner net worth, and I appreciate y'all comments. I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of zoning out, but appreciate y'all comments. I'm gonna get to those. The average homeowner's net worth is two hundred five thousand dollars. Two hundred five thousand dollars. No, that's that's not right. Two hundred five thousand three hundred dollars. Okay, so two hundred and five k net worth for a homeowner, as as opposed to two thousand dollars for a renter. So. I've heard narratives and discussions over, is it better to rent or better to own? If I rent, I have more money to to invest and da, 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 But what you see here is the mindset sometimes Now there. There are outliers. This is not a one size fits all. There are people who rent and who don't own that have huge net worths. Okay. So I want to make sure I say that, but the average person with a, that, owns their home or as opposed to someone renting their home the statistics show that the owner's net worth is larger a lot of that has to do with the equity that a home builds over time if you continue to pay your mortgage down if you rent for 10 years or you pay a mortgage for 10 years when you're paying rent you're paying someone else's mortgage when you're paying for your mortgage you are essentially paying yourself in equity because you're paying down the mortgage the home housing market is increasing so you're creating an equity gap there that is beneficial for you now i'm going to make it personal Yo, what's going on, family? This is Marcus, and I wanted to stop this podcast really quickly to give an exciting announcement. We are approaching our 200,000th download of the Black Merit and Debt podcast, and to celebrate, we're going to be giving you a $50 Amazon gift card. Yes, you heard me correctly, a $50 Amazon gift card. So to enter to win, all you have to do is go to whatever platform you stream this podcast and give us a five star review with the comment. I love the black, married and death free podcast. That's it. When you've done that, you've entered your chance to win. When we reach our 200,000 download, we will announce the winner. So be sure to enter today. Well, right after you're done listening to this episode, of course. Now back to the show. You got some of you who follow me and Shire, you know our story. We we were in debt over $100,000 in student loans, home mortgage, rent, uh, uh, cars, credit cards, all that stuff. Well, now our, our net worth is creeping. It's, it's in the six-figure range, over a quarter million range, creeping into half a million range. And the only, the, the, the catalyst to that Was that we bought a home in 2009. If we didn't purchase that home and if we continued to rent, we would not be where we are today. Not only was that the catalyst uh, and spawned other things, but the equity, what we were, what if we have been able to do with the equity that we produced by buying that home, by paying that home off, single handedly has put us in the position where we are today. We bought a house in 2009, for those of you who don't know the story, for $89,000. This is when the market had bellied up. The housing market was was uh, really, really bad at this time. So we bought a home in 2009 for $86,000. 86? I always forget the number. Crazy, right? Like, oh, dude, that's good. Like five, dollars $600 a month. We could have just paid that for 30 years. Easily. But we decided, you know what? We're ble- We're in a blessed position let's let less, less crush this so we paid that off simultaneously with the market being at its worst it only could have one place to go and that was up so the market went up to where that house went at, at its highest was worth uh, a quarter million dollars so we decided to sell that before we sold that home we decided to get a home equity line of credit which is um something that allows you to tap into the equity in your home. So like we didn't have to sell the home and get money to see the benefits of the equity. There is something in place called a HELOC home equity line of credit where we were able to go and still keep the primary residence still live there, but go in and take advantage of that equity and use that money for something. Now, did we use it to ball out? Did we use it to make an addition to the home? Do we use it to buy a new car? Did we use it to uh, fix the kitchen? Did we use it to get a new bathroom? No. We took that equity and we bought an income-producing asset. We bought two income-producing assets, which were two more homes. Two more homes that earn us money. So we took the one single-family investment that I've been really... Sh- trying to scream on this lie right we need to do that as as African Americans we need to really get serious about home ownership we took that one investment that at the time you know because I'll hear people say well it's a buyer it's a seller's market you know houses are high yeah true but sometimes you gotta figure out a way to position yourself to do what you need to do right we love talking about why we can't as opposed to why we can right? So when we bought our house, we, we weren't 100% sure we could do it. But we knew, like, this is an important pro- step in the process for us. So from the equity that we gained from that home, we were able to tap into that and buy two more homes that were cash-flowing, income-producing assets. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the, you know what I'm saying? Assets over income, right? But that's a whole nother topic. We ain't going there. But anyway... So that first home purchase was a catalyst into essentially a real estate empire that we're going to build. So we have a plan that our real estate portfolio will now be a self-sustaining business for years to come. Simply because we took the first step and we we bought a home. Now We could have just been renting and renting and renting. But we said, you know what? I don't know. I don't have the, the the entire story yet But I know that I need to write this chapter Right I think a lot of times We won't even start writing our book Until we know the end But sometimes You need to write that first chapter first You know what I'm saying And I think that It's very important The statistics show how important it is uh, So You know I just want to reiterate that For those of us who are just joining the wealth gap between African-Americans and our Caucasian counterparts, according to a study by Duke University in 2014, the white median income was one hundred and forty four thousand dollars. White average median uh, uh, net worth, excuse me, the average black median net worth was eleven thousand. While the average home American homes equity was 100,000. So essentially what that statistic tells us is that your primary residence, a primary residence within in your family, the equity in that home is essentially the wealth gap between blacks and whites. So what else does that tell you? It's important to get and own your home, right? You might not be able to do that today, but you need to be positioning yourself. You need to position, exactly bottom line, have goals and make a plan. Thank you, Nick. You need to be positioning yourself. You need to be having those conversations. Yes, and like I know like everything is not good right now. We're in a pandemic, people are losing their jobs, people are getting sick. But you gotta be able to pivot. You gotta be able to find your footing. In chaos, because if you don't, it's it's literally like Darwinism. Either you're gonna figure it out, you're either gonna figure out how to survive, or you're you're not gonna survive. Fight or flight, right? So, I just wanna wanted to hop on this live, man. I appreciate everybody being on. Let me go through some of these comments. I wanted to hop on and just shout that because I feel like it's not talked about enough. We could do the sexy stuff. We could do the the, the stock market and the and uh, the um, the rental, you know, rental properties, and we could just talk all that sexy stuff. But it's really as simple as just owning your primary residence. Just keep it simple. Try that first, and then transition into other things. I think sometimes we hear the great things, you know, so much that we think if I'm not doing that, then I'm just not going to do nothing. If I can't be like so-and-so who's who's doing x y and z and i'm just not gonna do nothing but there is something that we can do and and it really doesn't take all of that but we could position ourselves and our families uh you know a lot better if we would just do do the simplest thing is own owning, owning your you know where you stay so uh man this is like more so just encouragement uh to my people it's not nothing to condemn where you're at right now um you know, so hopefully you guys received the 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 heart in which I'm 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 spitting this. So I'm gonna go through some of these comments, y'all. I appreciate y'all being on. Uh, let's see what some of these comments were. Appreciate everybody being on. Uh, we didn't have well-paying jobs and weren't able to get home loans. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said in the front end, it was all a setup. I mean, it was all done purposefully. Redlining. Uh, discriminatory practices, loan—you know—discrimination, bad paying jobs, like all of that was a cocktail created to make these statistics that we see now become a reality. So yeah, it was all done purposefully. But now that we know that, what are we going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm uh, trying to trying to preach. Uh, best calculation one to have huge focus is net worth. Yeah. Uh, and and understand what net worth is uh, everybody for those of you who don't know net worth is simply uh your assets the things you own minus the things you owe right so like net worth isn't like how much you got in the bank i think we i think that needs to be be said too like we love liquidity we love what we can see we love the 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 phone, the money phone. You know what I'm saying? We love those memes, don't we? With the water money on it. You know what I'm saying? We love liquidity, but that don't mean nothing. That doesn't mean anything. Assets over income. I know plenty of people that make six figures, big money, and don't keep it. It's like, it's like you have to transition that that income currency into something that you can pass on. When I die. Whatever I'm making at my place of uh, where where I work where I clock punch a clock, my kids don't get none of that. I can't hand my son my hourly wage. I can't hand my son my 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 six figure income. It don't work like that. I have to transition that income into an asset because asset is something that you can transfer, right? So I think the net worth represents. That, that 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 asset amount. You know what I'm saying? I could transfer the equity in my home to my children. I can transfer a property to my children. I could transfer uh, my stock portfolio. You know what I'm saying? But I can't transfer what I make when I punch a clock. Cause once I'm done punching that clock, it's a wrap for me. So I think that's important. Uh, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Uh renting has its place, agreed, but should not be a long-term situation. Pretty much what I'm saying in a a nutshell is is just this. Uh I've rented. There was a moment in time where I thought I would I would just be a, a renter, you know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with it. But I began to see the importance of of home ownership, you know what I mean? So yeah, good stuff. I appreciate uh, everybody being on. Yes, we did the same. That's that's what's up. That's beautiful to see. T, what's up, man? Uh, hardest part is getting started. Agreed. The hardest part is getting started, and that's why, like, I want to normalize conversations like this. You know, what I'm saying this needs to be what we talk about. Um, uh, oftentimes, I talk about like with my children. You know, while they're young, I haven't sat them down and given them any formal. Education, you know, on financial literacy, but we talk about it all the time. It's 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 what we talk about at the dinner table. It's not me, me and Shire We don't go behind closed doors and close the doors and talk about money. Now we're gonna talk about it openly with the, with the children because they need to. This needs to become normal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, good mindset and plan. Uh, real estate builds wealth. Absolutely, man. Don't let nobody. And here's the thing: when it comes to the propaganda of it all. <laughs> Man, I don't want to go here, but I gotta go here. Here's the propaganda of it all. They wanna let you think that it's not important while they're investing in it. Oh no, you should do this, you should go this way. Nah, you don't want to do that. That's a that real estate isn't is its a, is a old way to build wealth. It's slow money. <laughs> it's slow money. Now, there's a big real estate platform that recently said building real estate will not uh, real estate will not build uh, wealth and had an entire article a real estate platform had an article on why real estate is no longer a viable option for wealth building while they're steady investing in it on the low so don't let that fool you don't let all the conversations of you know what I'm saying You, I encourage y'all okay we here we family listen to individuals that have your best interests at heart, listen to individuals that can relate to your struggle, listen to individuals that are cut from the same cloth as you, you know what I'm saying don't listen to what people outside of your community tell you and and, and put more weight in that than you do someone that that comes from where you come from you know what I'm saying, so some of these publications will tell you, real estate is dead you gotta do this, you gotta do that while they're investing in real estate, so, I think about that, y'all. You gotta think about that. Uh, appreciate that, y'all. Appreciate. Uh, let's say, stay away from personal debt. Uh, it will steal your dreams. I I agree that uh, debt freedom w- has been a huge part of me and Shire's uh, journey. Um, I just don't like. I feel like we're in a transition period where like we want st- to we want to start talking about wealth too right so the debt freedom thing is huge but if that's all you really talking about you miss the mark a little bit so you want to take the debt freedom and, and compile it with building wealth to help you get to where you want to be so but that's that's a great thing though you what's up bro appreciate it man uh do I think there'll be another bubble I think there's always uh ebbs and flows in every market the housing market i i don't see like a huge bubble situation uh i feel like in 2009 it was it was definitely a bubble with all the prime mortgages and stuff like that like i don't see nothing like that happening but there's definitely could be something that shakes up the market and i think i think we're gonna see some shakeups with the uh government holding off the 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 uh evictions and stuff like that I think we're gonna see definitely some craziness happen once all that subsides um uh, that can't be good you know what I mean to just to just to just focus on the evictions and the renters but not focus on the owners of those properties I think is gonna is gonna be some kickback to that uh how do you surround yourself around people uh, like-minded people outside social media great question that's hard to do Uh, Because when you start talking like this And you start thinking like this You'll see like "Mm, There's not a lot of people in your circle that's on that Right So for me and Shire Social media was a good place to connect with people Like this right So we started to curate our Instagram feed I talk about this a lot Curate your Instagram feed to where it feeds you The content you want Right If, If you're looking at garbage And you're looking at uh, pop culture stuff. That's all your feed is going to be. Instagram is going to say she loves this type of content. We're going to just give her all of that. So start following people that are feeding you the content that you want, and curate your social media around that. And then you'll start to make friends, genuine friends on social media that are like minded. That that has definitely been uh, our story. Uh, let's see. My friends are afraid to talk about money. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially us. We don't like talking about money. It's uncomfortable. It's like talking about that uncle. Y'all know what I'm talking about. No, nobody want to talk about him. No, nobody want to talk about what had happened. Money is the same way, especially with black folks. We don't want to talk about it, but we have to, uh, we have to erase that narrative. Let's see. Surround yourself with good minded people. Yep. Uh, often the ones afraid to talk about the money need to talk about it the most. That's true too. Like the truth hurts, right? So like, when i wasn't doing great with my finances i used to hate listening to like podcasts about money i used to hate when Shire would say we need to talk about money like that's the last thing i want to talk about because you know you're not in a great position um but i think once you realize that you're not in uh, the best position that's when change can happen that's when change happen but a lot of times you're in the in that denial stage first so you'd be like man i ain't trying to hear that he going live talking about money and houses and stuff oh man i ain't ain't listening to that so yeah that's for sure this is brought to you by the black married and debt-free masterclass get out of debt and start building wealth in this masterclass you will learn our five-step strategy to accelerate your path to financial freedom we also break down the true key to building wealth and these are the same strategies we use to go from six-figure debt to a six-figure net worth. You'll get access to nearly an hour and a half of on-demand video, a debt-free payoff calculator, fillable cash flow statement, and a 30-minute coaching consultation with me and Shira. Enroll in our Get Out of Debt and Start Building Wealth Masterclass. The link's in the description below. Can't wait to see you there. 2021, high potential for a bit of pullback. Yeah, 2021 is going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. So you think creating wealth passive income should come before killing debt? So here's my thing And uh, my man uh, Alex of the Money Monopolizer said it best On one of his podcasts Y'all follow them Uh, You don't, when it comes to debt You don't want to be the last Person in line On that debt trail, right So first let me speak on consumer debt I feel like you should Definitely attack consumer debt if if at all possible Because that would enable you To have more capital to do the things You want to do, to build wealth, right so credit cards, cars, uh, home eventually, I think you should pay those things off. Now, when we start talking about building wealth, debt used correctly can become a, a, uh, a tool that you use to build wealth, right? What you want to make sure is that you're not at the end of that debt uh, totem pole, right? You don't want to be the last person on that because usually the last person is the one who's... Who's not benefiting from the debt, right? America is is thriving off debt. We just try America just trying not to be the last person on the end of that, right? So how, what what do I mean by that? If you have a home that you owe a mortgage on, but you're renting it out, that person is the person on the last end of that. They're making that payment, right? You're getting the cash flow after paying taking their payment and applying it to the mortgage. So to me, that's not a bad debt, right? Um if you own your primary residence and you're using it to build equity or you own your primary residence and you rent out a room to somebody, you're house hacking, but you're paying a mortgage. That is a different type of debt, right? Um so yeah, so that for me is I hope that I hope I explained that. True about content create uh about content creation and how your feed set up. Absolutely. Zay, what's up, bro? Marcellus, what's up, bro? Appreciate y'all, man. Jay, what's up, man? In every situation. Yep. What's good, man? Uh uh oh, what's up? What's up, y'all? Man, long time no see, man. Good to see y'all here. Uh, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. That's a great principle to live by. That's a great principle uh, to live by. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. Um, yeah, Miss Nicole, how you doing? Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, man, I appreciate y'all being on, man. So I just wanted to hop on once again uh, to let you guys know, man, I'm going to put a ball on it with this. The statistics show that the wealth gap between a white median Household and a black median household is simply and essentially the equity of a primary residence. And going back decades, they set it up to where it was harder for us to get that primary residence. So 50 years later, Marcus could be sitting in front of you and reading you statistics that show the gap. So, what does that tell us? Uh, uh, a primary residence the equity in a prime in a primary residence is the missing piece between black median wealth and white median wealth it's that simple the, are there other uh f- facets yes uh investing in stocks and and other things like that does that play a part uh you know retirement accounts and different things is that yeah there are other ways to close that gap absolutely but the simplest way is just owning place where you lay your head just that alone if you just do that bump all the the sexy uh, stuff you hear about owning multiple rentals and you know doing this and doing that bump all of that just the simple owning the place where you lay your head the equity in the average American home is $100,000 so that alone will help to bridge that wealth gap because the statistics show and we've all heard the articles that by 20, what was it, 2053, the average uh, black uh, household net worth would be zero dollars. Well, if you want to stop that now, own where you lay your head or work towards owning the place where you lay your head and your family lays their head at night. Just that alone will help to change the narrative. And I'm going to keep preaching this. I've been very passionate about this. So we're studying redlining and studying all the discriminatory practices that were done to our grandparents, right? That literally has manifested itself to today where you see the divide. And when you do the math, it's super ironic that the divide is almost to the number, The average equity in a single family home Coincidence I think not So yeah y'all I hope y'all enjoyed this man Appreciate everybody being on Share this with your people Share this to somebody Uh, Instagram, YouTube Share this with somebody I appreciate y'all being on Let me check in with YouTube I haven't been checking in with y'all Let me see what y'all got going on We got 30 people here on YouTube Appreciate y'all man Uh, Let's go through some of these questions And then I'm gonna let y'all go uh, Mrs. P, on average, how much uh, should you put down for a home? I hear 20%. I mean, ideally, the more you put down, the more equity you, you, you're you putting into your home. Me and Shire bought a single-family home in December after we sold our condo and we put 20% down, which is a lot of money. But it money's mine. Like, it's equity. And I explained earlier in this video how you can tap into the equity via uh, home equity line of credit And different things like that So if you put 20% down You're not giving somebody else 20% You're giving yourself 20% So just if you know that uh, That will help you determine Now you can get If, if you don't have it Hey, uh, Zay no we have two We have two in our single family Um, But we're getting ready to get a third though man We're getting ready to get a third uh either fourth quarter this year early next year i don't want to do it now but Shire you know she's she she's telling me that you know hold my horses a little bit but yeah man uh now like i said if you don't have the money if 20% is too much there are ways programs you can pay much less so i say get in you know what i'm saying get in on it you, you can pay 3% with fha if you if you are a um uh ex military you could get in for no money down Right, so just just know what you're getting into, know what your payments are going to look like, and uh, you know, do it that way, man. But uh, this whole if you ain't got the cash to cash out a home, don't own a home thing. I, I don't, I can't, I can't agree with that, man. I can't agree with that. Um, uh, because things change. You could you could be at at a certain income now where you can only pay three percent down, right? But your income could change the next year to where you're making more money. And now you could pay off that mortgage faster. So, like, things change. You know, I saw that firsthand with me and Shire. Like, we got in with 3% down. And we got in on what some people would say, ah, you shouldn't do that. But we paid off our mortgage in nine years. We didn't pay it off in 30 years. You don't have to pay it off in 30 years because you get a 30-year loan. So, yeah. So, anyway, so let's see what else. What is a Duplex. Uh, what is a duplex you bought or did you buy two homes? You bought two homes in one year. Two separate single family homes. You feel me, Jose? Like, man. It's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a, uh, it's a lot more complex than that. Uh, are you essentially saying that if you bought a home, the wealth gap would close? Uh, that would go a long way towards closing the wealth gap. Numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. That's Essentially, what I'm saying. Uh, I've said those, I've said the statistics, so you got to go back and replay it louder for the folks in the back. <laughs> exactly, man. Just because you get a 30 year loan does not mean you have to pay it off in 30 years. Get you a 30 year loan, get your monthly payments to where they're manageable, and then when your income increases, increase your payments. It's about discipline. See, <sighs> see, y'all, you didn't start something today. All these budgets and all these rules and all these regulations do this, uh, uh, you know, get a 15 year loan, um, uh, get on this budget, this and that. Those are like diets, like you're putting yourself on a diet instead of just being disciplined. Be smart and be disciplined. You can't 15 year loan instead of being disciplined. You can't budget instead of being disciplined, right? Because that you're, you're, you're dealing with this. You're addressing the symptoms and not addressing the disease. The disease is your mindset. The disease is your, your inability to be disciplined. So we try to put these things in place. Get it. Don't get a house unless you get a 15 year loan. You know, stick to a budget, write up a budget. No, you need to change your tastes. You need to change your spending habits. And you can do those things without being on a budget You can uh, Like I said you can pay more towards Your mortgage without forcing yourself to be in a 15 year loan because you lock yourself in a 15 Year loan or you wait until you're In a position to get a 15 year loan And you're missing precious time That could be spent going towards Your mortgage right So Man this is a good conversation y'all So let's stay let's see if you can't Keep any money It doesn't mean much exactly If you can't keep your money, it doesn't mean much. Um, Appreciate that, Samuel. Or you can own a tiny house. Thank you. Yes. Shout out to Tiny House Lifestyle. Or you can own a tiny house. You know what I'm saying? There's ways to do it. Ownership. Ownership in all facets, sizes don't matter. Yeah. That's real talk. Uh, I hope this is Marie on the phone. On the on the line. Yes. Facts. Why 15 over 30? People say 15 because it's like, I mean, you're going to be paying your mortgage off in 15 years. Naturally, that sounds better. You're going to be paying less interest. So I get it. But if you can't afford 15, should you not do anything? Right. I mean, we heard the statistics. Owning a home will be. Put you in the, we'll, we'll bridge that wealth gap That we see between black families And, and white families Because you're going to get equity You're going to get tax advantages You're going to pay your mortgage down Which is going to help build that equity There's so many benefits to owning your home That to say if I can't get a 15 year loan I'm not going to get a home I think it's a bit irresponsible That's just my opinion Because you can Pay more on that 30 year loan You know what I mean uh, So yeah let's see Keisha says first time catching this chat. Thank glad. Thank you. Um, okay. Appreciate that. Lakeisha. Lakeisha says, can you purchase a home with three to 10% then go back and make up the 10 to 17% and have PMI removed? That's a great question. I'm sure you could do via uh, refinance. So like you can start with a FHA loan, which is going to have that PMI in there uh, or even uh, sometimes conventional loans with a lower down payment have some type of PMI. And then eventually, yeah, uh Lakisha, when you when you pay more, you cross a when you when you cross a threshold on what you've paid in principal, the PMI disappears anyway. So I definitely think uh, you can do that or you can refi it into a conventional and and kind of do it that way. There you go. Vincent says I am a fan of getting a 30-year loan and then paying it down in 8. That's essentially what me and Shara did. We had a 30-year loan where our payments were like $600 a month. You going to say no to $600 a month payment? (laughs) You know what? No. So we didn't. And at the time, like, that's all we could do. And so, but what we did was we didn't just do that. We eventually started paying more. We eventually started paying like $3,000 a month, you know, and we got that thing knocked down uh, to where we are now. So absolutely. Zay hopped on YouTube. What's up with you? <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Zay. Why well, I got you, man? We got. I got a link with you, man. We got. I got to get you on. I ain't forgot about you. I ain't forgot about you, man. I need to pick your brain and have you on the podcast again. Uh, probably. I'm gonna get with you. I'm gonna get with you after this. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Let's see what else. Homeownership is absolutely important, uh, but it's where the homes are. Very true. Very true. The jobs of proximities, homes, and so much, it's, it's a lot to it. But some home is better than no home. We could agree to that. But you're right. You're right. Location is very important. Cause that's essentially what lining was. They put us in an area that was less desirable. And so you didn't get the equity. You didn't get the, you know, grandma had a home, but grandma had a home in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't grow like, you know, the the the, the her her counterpart that had a home across the railroads. Right? So that was done strategically. But get this. Hear this. 30 years later, they went to grandma's home. And they bought up the hood. And they cleaned up the hood. And now the hood... You see what I'm saying? Now the hood's gentrified. So it was all a plan. This was a master plan. You got to give it up for the plan. It was masterful. So now that we know what the plan is... We got to say, OK, where do I, I got to find my I got to get in this some kind of way because they ain't fitting. The, you know what I'm saying? I got to I got to figure out how I move in this system. Shout out to Wall Street Trapper. He talks about that a lot when it becomes when it comes to uh, the stock market. How, OK, we know that there's a game. How do I play the game? Where do I get in? So I don't get played like that's essentially that's essentially our plight. Right. We know the system is set up against us. But how can I not get played? You know what I'm saying? Where where do I find my, my my place in this so that myself and my family will I can stop that 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 curse? You know what I mean? So uh, that's that is that's why I'm super passionate about this real estate thing because. It was it, it was a it was a it was centuries of planning that went into this to get us to where we are now, and the only way we're going to get out of it is by is help get ourselves out of it. Zay says, uh, "I got a question for you though. What do you think of the city exodus?" Man, um, you know, Zay, that's a great question, man. That's a great question. I think people are just trying to do what they have to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, so let's take Brooklyn, New York For, for instance, I, I saw an article On Brooklyn, New York, how it's becoming Gentrified um, And and even a black person That bought a home in Brownstone in Brooklyn For $100,000 and now it's worth A million dollars, whoo, that's, man, that's Dope, and they stay there They don't sell it, they didn't sell it like many Many did, you know, many uh, Of us Many of our grandparents bought a house in the hood right in the 50s and 30 years later they came and said hey we'll buy that from you you know would you have you ever thought about selling you ever thought, and bought, purchased it but let's say grandma said no I'm staying here no I ain't selling my house and they were there to reap the benefits of the gentrification that's awesome but one thing I learned Zay, is that uh, the property taxes are going up so, yeah, grandma paid off the hundred thousand dollar brownstone in Brooklyn. And now it's worth a million. But now the property taxes are so high that it's higher than what her mortgage was. So you see a lot of people saying, well, now I just got to move. I didn't sell. Right. I didn't sell when the when when they came to gentrify. I stayed. But now the property taxes are so high. Like I need my kids got to come back and we got to live together or I got to sell it. You know, so I think that's part of why you're seeing a lot of exes, people just trying to get somewhere, you know, that's why Georgia is so, it's so sexy to a lot of us and Texas, because it's like, we just trying to get somewhere where it's a little better of a situation, you know? And so, uh, I think that's what we're seeing. I hope that I answered that question. Um, but yeah, let me see what else here. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all got some great questions, man. Uh, Lakeisha, if you take your tax return, and make a mortgage payment that exceeds your monthly payment, you can do that once every year and it will help bring your principal down. Yes, me and Shire, we have a uh, video that we did on YouTube. Y'all check it out, where we talk about uh, the different ways to cut years off your mortgage and that was one of the strategies. Making one extra mortgage payment per year, you'll knock like it's something crazy like, I have to look at the numbers again, but it's something crazy like five, six years off your mortgage. It might even be more than that just one extra uh, payment per year. So every little bit definitely definitely uh counts. Yes, we have two rentals in Georgia. That's that's dope. Oh, congratulations on that. I, yeah, that's that's we love that. Love that Georgia. Man, I have uh I've always wanted to get a rental in Georgia. We looked at Macon. We looked at Warner Robins. Warner Robins. Oh, man. Warner Robins has exploded. Exploded. Uh, in Georgia and we were we were there we were actually looking at that when nobody really, nobody else really was and we didn't pull the trigger but anyway yeah uh, with letting it out helped to solve that so what's the catch uh, I'm gonna have to I don't really understand that question but this question says so what's the catch to the period that taxes going up uh, I'm not sure about that one, Vincent. I'm not too sure about that one, brother. Uh, but I know it's always something with the taxes, though. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, what's the catch to the period? That okay. So, what happens when 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 they assess the neighborhood again? Because they assess it yearly. By you know, every few years they'll assess the area, and and your property taxes may increase. Right, if they if you lived in a very uh, impoverished area, and then now they didn't put Starbucks there, they didn't put uh, uh, Whole Foods, you know what I'm saying? They didn't put Trader Joe's, and 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 it's a now bustling area. You're you're gonna see your property taxes go up. Somebody gotta pay for that stuff. So even when African Americans uh, have gone through the gentrification and stayed the course and stayed locked into those homes that are now worth more. Oftentimes they can't keep paying those taxes. They got to bring their kids back in. Come on, come live with mama. You know, come on. We gotta you know live a community to be able to afford this thing now. And uh, and then another thing I saw in the article was it, they make it harder for them to tap into that equity. Now that's scary to me. That's that's the scary part. When okay, so I, own, I bought this brownstone for one hundred thousand dollars in the eighties. It's worth a million dollars now. But the property taxes are so high. Dang, I can't even really pay it. Let me get into this equity and let me, you know what I'm saying? Let me do some things with it. And they're making that harder for individuals now. So that's, to me, that's the the alarming part. Uh, Zay says, I think it's seven off a 30 year. There we go. So for those of you, we were talking about making that one extra payment. It'll not, it could knock seven years off a 30 year mortgage. One extra payment a year. So that's something to think about that right there. So you go in for the 30 year loan, you make one extra payment a year. And there's a few ways to do that. You could pay by, you could uh, pay bi weekly. And at the end of the year, you would have made one extra payment. So take your monthly mortgage payment and in two weeks, you pay half of it. In the next two weeks, you pay the second half and you carry that throughout the year. You would have by the end of the year paid one extra payment. Just by adjusting when you make your payments, you can knock seven years off your mortgage. So there's there's tricks to it. There's tricks to it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. So uh, if the average tax return is five K plus uh, and the monthly mortgage is fifteen hundred dollars. And if you have two person, if you have a two person income, that's ten k off your mortgage a year on a thirty thousand dollar mortgage. That's twenty eight off your. Oh, okay, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely something. No property tax on tiny house. <laughs> yeah, no property tax on a tiny house. Hey, but you know what, uh, Marie? I always curious, man how are those uh because i've been looking into uh uh i've been looking into trailer home you know flipping trailer homes and different things like that what's your thoughts on the the uh, lot rent though because doesn't that hit Does that, i was surprised at how much that that lot rent hits man what's your take on that but really if that's all you're paying it's it's really not that much um Okay, let's see what else Uh, Please let them know that they have To make sure that they Tell the bank That the money goes directly to the principal Yes, thank you, thank you, Vincent When you're doing the extra payment To your mortgage, you have to Make sure, I do mine online Make sure it's going to the principal Make sure it's going to the principal You know, you have to tell them specifically Because if not, they're going to Uh They're going to apply it to the principal and interest, right? So you don't want them doing it to the principal and interest. You want it going straight to the principal. Don't put no, don't put this extra payment on on, on the interest. Uh -uh. I want this straight towards the principal because it's extra. So yeah, that's key. That's key. Uh, Let's see what else, what else? Thanks for the gems. Uh, Man, appreciate y'all being on, man. It's a great conversation. Yes, Lakeisha, make sure it goes towards the principal Specifically Specifically Uh, So yeah, man I appreciate you guys being on Uh, Man, we've been on for an hour Y'all here with me, man I appreciate it I I thought y'all forgot about me (laughs) Appreciate you guys being on Uh, This has been a great conversation About the power of home ownership Just your primary residence We're not talking about nothing crazy Just own where you sleep Or work towards owning where you sleep uh, so yeah Y'all we need to get this narrative out To our community specifically uh, What's up What's up C-Folks Long time brother Yeah we need to get this narrative out to our community Specifically because I feel like There's a lot of Propaganda there's a lot of stuff That's telling you that home ownership Is like not a, th- not a necessity It's like it's not a thing anymore Right and we need to change that narrative Because the statistics show. I'm gonna say the statistics one more time before I get out of here. This is per a Duke University study, okay, in 2014, in a, in a in an article with the Wall Street Journal. The average white median wealth is $144,000. The average black family's median wealth is $11,000. While the average home Single-family home equity is $100,000. So essentially, that gap between the white wealth and the black wealth is the equity in a a home that they own. Period. Nothing else needs to be said. We're not saying that that's the only way to gain wealth as a family. But it is a great way. And it is an important way. It's so important. It's such an important way to build wealth that they strategically redlined... And put in discriminatory Practices So that They did this 50 years ago So that me and you could be having this conversation today Period point blank If it wasn't important They wouldn't have redlined And they wouldn't have uh, Made this master plan So That just shows you right there So appreciate everybody Um, Let me see Oh Marie can me back Yeah, man, money and finance is the best conversations. Uh, usually a uh, lot rent is around 400. OK, depending on the area. Purchase your home and land can help you uh, circumvent that. Got you. But it also means a loss of flexibility and traveling. Very true. Very true. Yep. That's, that's so it depends what you want. So for those of you thinking about getting in the tiny house game, first of all, y'all need to be following a uh, tiny house lifestyle that YouTube blew up. You know what I'm saying? They just exploded on youtube you know i knew Marique was gonna do it i mean he already explained how you know he's a mad scientist on youtube so their youtube is exploded and they're just dope so follow them if you want to know all things tiny house uh so yeah appreciate you guys hopping on man love you guys love these conversations we need to have these conversations more i appreciate everybody Man, Lakeisha dropped me $5, y'all, on YouTube. Lakeisha, thank you very much, man. Uh, You did not have to do that. I appreciate it. God bless you. Uh, Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all being locked in with me. Y'all subscribe. It's time for, some. you know, before I let you go, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already subscribed. Hit the subscribe button. If you're not following us on Instagram, you need to be following us on Instagram. We dropping gems on a daily. Uh, me and Shire are Black Mary debt free. Shire is working, so I'm just chopping it up with you guys. Um, so yeah, follow us on all platforms. We appreciate you uh, everything you guys are doing uh, by following us. We are one big family. I appreciate all the other people, uh, influencers that are you know spitting this game and, and, and increasing the financial literacy. Um, man appreciate y'all. I love everything I'm seeing from Zay, uh, First Generation Wealth Building. Y'all follow him, uh, Marie and Kodanesa, Tiny House, like all the people who are spitting the game, Money Monopolizers, uh, Wall Street Trap. I mean, it's just so many people to name. But y'all, I see y'all every day <laughs> on my feed. And it, it just encourages me. And uh, I appreciate every, everything that all the content creators are doing. And I appreciate you for checking us out. So this is Marcus from Black Mary Debt Free. Check out the link in our bio if you're on Instagram. We got everything you need there. Everything you need. Masterclass, YouTube channel, Facebook group, all that good stuff. I appreciate you guys. And let's, let's regurgitate this narrative. What we talked about today, tell somebody today. Tell somebody that looks like you what we talked about today on this live. And how important home ownership really is. All right. Love y'all. Holla at y'all later. Peace. Perfect. Perfect. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Married, and Debt Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time. I'll at you guys later.